0: Our scripture today comes from the book of Acts, 2 Corinthians, and the gospel of Mark. Let us listen for God's word for us this day. First from Acts, And everything I have shown you that by working hard we must help the weak. In this way we remember the Lord Jesus' words. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And now from Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, What I mean is this, The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. And the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. And finally, two parables uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, teachings of Jesus for his followers. Then Jesus said, this is what God's kingdom is like. It's as though someone scattered seed on the ground then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer doesn't know how. The earth produces crops all by itself, first the stock, then the head, then the full head of grain. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut the grain because it's harvest time. Jesus continued, what's a good image for God's kingdom? What parable can I use to explain it? Consider a mustard seed. When scattered on the ground, it's the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all vegetable plants. It produces such large branches that the birds in the sky are able to nest in its shade. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So let me tell you that farming is a humbling endeavor. We've been raising Idaho pasture pigs on our small family farm for four and a half years now. It was about a month and a half ago. I had our vet out on a Friday evening, worrying I had a farrowing, farrowing is the fancy word for pig labor, worrying I had a farrowing emergency on my hands, only to discover once the vet had arrived that our sow had buried the evidence we look for to know that a sow's labor was finished and that she and her piglets were just fine. As I sheepishly shook my head, walking the vet back up to his truck, I said, Jared, I keep thinking one of these years I will actually have this farming thing figured out. But the longer I do this, the more I doubt that day is ever going to come. I love this parable Jesus shares with his disciples about the farmer who sows his seed because it makes me feel better about my own farming endeavors. Truth be told, if I think about it a bit more, it makes me feel better about pretty much my whole life endeavors. A farmer scatters the seed on the ground and then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer doesn't know how. The farmer doesn't know how. It keeps scattering that seed, season after season, watching the earth do her thing, waiting for the harvest that will come. George just recently reseeded our top pasture, scattering seed this fall in hopes of lush, regenerated, more nutrient-rich pasture that will sprout in the spring. He did his part, first disturbing the soil just enough before generously sowing the seed— so that it can germinate and take root and be nourished by this winter's moisture. But what any farmer knows well is that there are more variables at play than our efforts alone. A seed must be sown to have a chance to grow and bear fruit, but the quality of the soil, the strength of sun, the amount of moisture, the protection from severe weather, so many different variables play into what happens with that seed so many of which are outside of a farmer's control. One of the gifts of farming is that it keeps you humble. It reminds you on the regular that you are not in control of the universe or even your little corner of it. One of the gifts of farming is that you are reminded often of your dependence upon forces beyond yourself and that you are reminded of how interconnected the created world truly is. Taken at face value, our other scripture about sowing seeds can appear a bit like a formula. The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop, and the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. let me assure you there are no simple formulas when it comes to farming. There is profound wisdom in these words from Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. We just have to consider them more deeply to understand that wisdom more clearly. We live in a world that loves a good transaction. I pay you this, you give me that. I do this for you, you do that for me. This time of year, as we are all thinking about our Christmas shopping lists, we want to make sure we include everybody that might give us something. If we are to receive a gift, we want to make sure we have one to give in return. This for that tit for tat. We live in a culture where so much in our lives is transactional. So we can hear this teaching from Paul in a similar way. If I sow a small amount of seed, I get a small crop. But if I sow a large amount of seed, I will be guaranteed a large one. If I give, then I will receive. Another way we live this thinking out sounds a lot like this. If I'm good, If I follow the rules, do things right, then I will be blessed with the good life in return. It is all transactional thinking, which boils our complicated lives down into simple formulas that will work for us until they don't. We live in a world that loves a good transaction, but we worship a God who loves a good relation. A good relationship. For any hope of a generous crop, we have to sow seed generously. Seed that has not been sown yields nothing. Yet a generous crop is not up to us alone. It requires good soil, the sun's warmth, rain from the heavens and protection from the extremes. We sow the seed, but the earth takes it. The seed sprouts and grows, and we don't know quite how. We have an important part to play in that generous crop, but it is also not all up to us. We are dependent on forces beyond ourselves for it to come to fruition. God created us in the world we inhabit for that dependence. Dependence on one another, the interconnectedness of creation is God's design. For God created us for relationships. Which is why simple formulas just don't work when it comes to this life for god created us for more than that we're not meant to be able to live this life on our own power for independence is isolating and isolation is death dealing it is counter to our life we are invited to mirror the generosity of the god in whose image we were made because when we give we share beyond ourselves. It connects us, allows us to be part of someone else's story, the larger story. It allows us to have a purpose beyond ourselves, all of which draws us into deeper relationship, all of which is for our good. When we give, we really do receive, but not in a formulaic way. There is no this for that or tit for tat here. We receive. We step into love and hope and joy. We learn to trust a power beyond ourselves. When we give, when we share of who we are, we share of what we have. We sow seeds generously. And then watch what the Spirit of God can do with what we have been willing to let go. Today, we celebrate 24 years of this church's life, and truth be told, that life started quite a few years before the church was officially chartered back in 1998. It is humbling to think of all the seed that has been sown over the nearly three decades of this community's life, the fruit that has been born, the life that has grown in and through this place, and its people. When the first small group gathered to imagine what might be, I'm sure as they looked down into their hands, the seeds they were about to sow had to look tiny in comparison to their hopes and dreams about what God might do with them. Seeds as small as mustard seeds. Yet they sowed generously and invited others to do the same, And they slept and woke day and night, and even though they did not quite know how, the Spirit of God took those tiny seeds and grew something wondrous. Just like a mustard seed, the smallest of all the seeds can grow a great bush with large branches where the birds of the air can make their nests in the shade— Those tiny seeds grew a community here where people of all feathers, all walks of life, have come and found their home for nearly a quarter of a century now. I've been your pastor for nearly 12 years, almost half of this community's life and a quarter of mine. And I have to admit my words to the vet not all that long ago about farming could also be my words about pastoring, for it too is a humbling experience. Beloveds, I keep thinking one of these years I will actually have this pastoring thing figured out, but the longer I do this, the more I doubt that day is ever going to come. The truth is, I know it won't, because us, Having it all figured out was never God's intention nor God's design. And the second we fool ourselves into believing that we actually do, that is the second we absolutely will lose our way. I do not have it all figured out. But what is clear to me is that God is inviting us individually and collectively to keep generously sowing seed. For any hope of a generous crop, we have to sow seed generously. Seed that has not been sown yields nothing. God is inviting us individually and collectively to keep sowing seed. For us each and for us all to share of who we are, to share of what we have generously so that we might watch what the Spirit of God can grow here at Heritage and out on our farmstead, both in our 25th year and beyond it. Even if we don't quite know how, we trust that the Spirit of God will take these small seeds of ours and continue to grow something wondrous in us, and through us, as we keep on faithfully living this life together with God and with one another. Amen.